Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. Have you always dreamed about becoming a best-selling author? Well, I can make that dream come true for you if you're interested in writing a chapter for my next compilation book, Transforming Pain into Purpose, Triumphant Tales of Empowerment. If you're interested in learning more about writing and contributing to this compilation book, I'll put my contact info in the show notes. Please feel free to send me a DM on Facebook, or you can reach out to me through Instagram to learn more about this incredible opportunity to become an international best-selling author. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Jennifer Myers. She is the owner of Generate Leadership Solutions, as well as a co-founder of 90 Day Divas. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm excellent. Thank you so much. It's morning for me and it's afternoon for you. So yes, yes. yes, yes. Thanks for having well, me here. Oh, it is my pleasure and my honor. Thank you for making and taking the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm looking forward to diving right in and learning and sharing all the things, Jennifer. <laughs> Sweet. Let's go. <laughs> so as mentioned, you are an owner, the owner of Generate Leadership Solutions. You're a co-founder of 90 Day Divas. You're also a national manager, content creator, and trainer for Venus Businesswomen, New Zealand, a board chair for a not-for-profit company, and a certified leadership and business coach. That is one hell of a lot of hats you wear and quite an extensive resume. How do you find the time for all of this, Jennifer? How important is prioritization and organization to you and how do you stay on top of things? It's interesting because a lot of people ask me that question. And a lot of people have the perception that I'm very organized. But in actual fact, my natural tendency <laughs> is not to be organized. <laughs> All so, right. Surprise, surprise. However, I do live by my diary. If it's not in my diary, it doesn't happen. So I'm a big okay. person for prioritizing the day and everything, even tasks. I assign a time in a day in my diary to make sure they get done. So calendar blocking, time blocking Absolutely. in your calendar. Absolutely. Yes. I'm very curious, being a serial entrepreneur and wearing so many hats, what does your morning routine look like? My morning routine, nothing earth shattering. I'm basically up at 540, make breakfast for me and the hubby. I try to read something for at mm -hmm. least 15, 20 minutes, kind of set my daily priorities because there's always you know, a giant to-do list. So what is the most important thing for me to focus on today that's going to you know, take my businesses forward faster? Sometimes I walk the dog early, other times that comes after my first appointment, and then I'm kind of stuck into the day. Well, with you being a serial entrepreneur, have you always had that entrepreneurial bug within you? And if so, where do you think that comes from? I think I kind of have. And okay. I remember back to when I was a little kid, I used to, you know, go around the neighborhood and wash cars for money. And I used to make <laughs> pet rocks and sell pet rocks. And <laughs> I guess, yeah, I got it from my dad because he was an employee for much of his life, but he did have a couple of real estate development things that he had going on when I was an adolescent and a teenager. And they were also, my parents were serial house flippers before the Property Brothers or anybody else ever came yeah. into uh, popularity. Pet rocks. Remember when those were a thing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh 
Oh man! Yes. So you were before myself. your time. <laughs> you were ahead of the curve there. Absolutely. I don't know I how many it. I actually sold, but I did try. Well, hey, that's the main thing is that you tried. I'm sure you sold a few. There, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. There you go. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and keep pushing and excelling at all that you do, Jennifer? I've got to say it's probably a healthy sense of myself, a healthy confidence, right? Self-confidence. And I've got this desire. And as I've gotten older, it's gotten stronger, but I've gotten this desire to have a big impact. And I'm talking big impact, global somehow, to add value to people in any way I possibly can. Because I want people after I'm gone to say, I'm so glad I met Jen or I worked with Jen. Yeah. Leaving, leaving a legacy, leaving a mark. Absolutely. Yeah. That to me is really important. For sure. How long have you been a leadership and business coach and what inspired this journey for you into the world of coaching? I never thought I would end up here, but I've done a lot of stuff over the course of my life. I'm 50 something and <laughs> I've, I've lost track. But no, in prior careers, I guess I've just always been one of those people who has wanted more and I haven't done very well at working for other people necessarily. So I think being the entrepreneur, finding something that helps me to help other people has been wonderful. So when I was in my 30s, I had the opportunity to coach and didn't take it up because I just didn't think I had enough experience at that point to be legit. And uh, so I skipped that opportunity, came back around again about a decade later. I'm like, okay, the universe is trying to tell me something here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took the opportunity up at that point. And so now I've been doing nothing but coaching and training and speaking for the last mm, 12 years now. What would you say is the most inspiring or rewarding part of your career as a coach? Mo yeah, the most inspiring part is watching people have aha moments. And I know that's probably a pretty standard answer for any coach who, who does this kind of thing, but it is so gratifying for people to go, wow, Jen, you really allowed me to see that in a different way. Because, you know, I've heard that concept before, but I've never really gotten it. Now, on the flip side of that, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts about the work that you do? Mm, that's a good question, because I think it has to be knowing when someone has potential and can achieve what they want in their business or to level up their own you know, abilities, but them not putting in the work. So it's kind of like, I want to change for them more than they want to change for themselves. What type of person or client is your ideal client? Like what types of things do you look for in a potential client before you decide that you're going to work with them? This has taken 12 years to hone down <laughs> and figure out who I want to work with. And a lot of times it's people who look like me, you know, someone who knows they can accomplish more and they want to accomplish more. They've got a big vision for them, their business or, you know, their themselves, and they want to take their business or their communication abilities or their leadership and influence abilities to that next level. Somebody who's really hungry for improvement, yeah. but is willing to put skin in the game time-wise and financially take action to make that happen. And I can tell now within mm, probably 30 minutes, 20 minutes of meeting someone, if they're actually going to put things into action. And that's yeah. beautiful when that happens. Absolutely. They've got to be willing to put in the work. Absolutely. There's no magic. I can't do things for people. That's and right. I don't have that's all right. the answers. <laughs> <laughs> You're Contrary just to popular belief. Yeah. <laughs> You're just equipping them with the tools that they need to accomplish what they need to accomplish. Absolutely. 
Can you talk a little bit about Generate Leadership Solutions, what the company is all about, what your mission is within the company, with the company? Well, I've been a coach, a business coach, speaker trainer for 12 years, but just mm-hmm. over the past few years, I formed Generate Leadership Solutions, and that has really come out of becoming a certified leadership coach with the John Maxwell team, right? So Maxwell Leadership International. And so that's so much material there. And having been introduced to that and kind of taken it on board myself, it's something that I wanted to begin introducing with my clients. If people listening don't know who John Maxwell is, he's been around for about 50 years writing books on leadership and communication. And he's just sold millions and millions and millions of books. And it's really good, applicable, easy to understand stuff. So I'm all about simple. If it isn't simple, people aren't going to take it on board. So it's finding that really great information and wanting to bring that into my business. So that kind of specialist focus around leadership and communication. Also, you're a co-founder of the 90 Day Divas. Can you talk a little bit about what the 90 Day Divas is all about and how that whole project, how that whole business came to be? That was interesting. About a year ago, I had a Zoom. We were in some kind of weird lockdown thing here in New Zealand around COVID. And I had done a Zoom meeting with someone within the Venus Business Women Network that I'm part of over here. And we had a lovely connection. And we ended up, long story short, three of us, we are all coaches in different areas of business, but we all have a common target market. And we said, oh, we've got so much good synergy together. Let's do something with this. (laughs) And yeah, a year later, we are now, we're making this a proper business endeavor and we've delivered three online coaching group programs throughout the course of this year. And it's really helping people who are in a corporate job who want to step out and take their side hustle to a full-time business or people who have had a business for however long, but they've just become fallen out of love with it. And that's just a great collaboration. I have so much fun with that. Do you want the same thing for this as your creative solutions business where to to have a global impact with this? Like, do you, where do you see this going? The 90 Day Divas. That absolutely already have international clients there because everything we do is online. Of course, almost everything I do is online as well. But yeah, both businesses, absolutely, you know, taking that information to the world in any format we can to just help people level up. You also like to do community philanthropic work, volunteer time. You're a board chair for a not-for-profit company. Can you speak a little bit about that and tell us about your philanthropic work and your volunteer time? with that organization? Yeah. I mean, that's come from, you know, years ago used to work with the SPCA. I've got a soft spot for animals. And I think at one point in my life, I wanted to become a vet, but you know, that just didn't quite happen. <laughs> life just takes you in different places. doesn't yes. it? Yes. And so I work for, or I'm a board chair for a company here in New Zealand that supports women business owners, surprise, surprise, okay. to expand their networks of connections and to upskill in business. So that's very satisfying for me because again, that helps me to spread my impact because I'm helping that business to, you know, help at this point, 700 plus women across New Zealand to level up, which is great. It's just in a different way than what I do in my business. That is powerful and beautiful. I know through previous conversation with you, Jennifer, that you went through quite a a life altering experience, basically upended your world as you once knew it. Can you talk and share a little bit about that and what, how that all came to be? Well, I'm obviously, I live in New Zealand. My accent is not New Zealand. So I'm from (laughs) the US. I'm an American expat who's been over here in New Zealand for going on 13 years now and dual citizen. So I'm, I'm staying here, but 
my husband, who's also American, and I, oh gosh, probably 14 years ago, sat down after work one evening, which he had worked late into the evening with what he does. And I just cleaned up the dinner dishes and we had just sent off our, our daughter. She's our only child. I sent her off to bed. Uh, she's about I don't know, seven years old at that point. And it was 9 p.m. And I sat down on the couch. My husband and I were just exhausted. And we looked at each other and we're like, what has life become? It's running us instead of the other way around. We just felt like we were chasing our tails for nothing other than, you know, hey, let's keep up with the Joneses because that's what you do when you live in the States, right? You keep up with <laughs> yeah. the Joneses. So we decided to do something different. And long story short, my husband looked at me a few months later and said, what do you think about New Zealand? And I said, hmm, well, we've never visited there, but I've never heard anything bad about it. And I hear it's absolutely beautiful. So after the initial, where has life taken us discussion about 10 months after that, we had sold everything, given away everything we owned, packed three little boxes and three suitcases and bought three one-way tickets to Hamilton, New Zealand and haven't looked back. Wow. Why Hamilton, New Zealand of all places in New Zealand? <laughs> Well, it's actually a nice little town that's quite centrally located in the North Island, because there's the North Island okay. and the South Island. Okay. We are not part of Australia, contrary to what some people think. It's New Zealand <laughs> is its own country. And uh, no, my husband is a clinical psychologist, so he had a couple of opportunities here in a couple different cities. So we, we chose Hamilton because it was central. Three and boxes <laughs> and three suitcases. Holy shit. Talk about an exercise in what do we want versus what do we need. It's actually really <laughs> Pur good. The purge. Holy oh, shit. it was. It felt so good. And it was actually a really good exercise for our daughter too, which is interesting. You At know, a young a age. Yes, toys. that's great. Yes. Yeah. It's like we don't need wow. all that stuff to be happy. So what was the acclimation period like for you during that transition? Was it easy? Was it difficult? Like it must've been pretty damn tough to, I mean, you're flying around the world to a completely different country with no connections there or anything. So what was that like for you guys? It was a little surreal, to be honest. It was leaving, hopping on the plane and leaving was a very surreal moment. It felt scary freeing, um, exciting and terrifying, all those things all at the same time. But coming here, gosh, it's just, it's an easier place to live than I expected because we hadn't really, we had never visited. So, you know, I had this right. image of tropical, whatever, but no, it's an easy place to live. The people are very nice and everything here is just slightly different. It's very European. It's very British influenced. Yeah. So. Yes, there's a whole lot of, everything's just slightly different. The light switches, the, the appliances. So we had some really <laughs> funny little tiny adjustment stories with just living in the house when we got here. But yeah. it was easy, really, it was. And I think that all depends on the attitude you bring into the situation. And we had positive expectancy. So you just, like you had never been there before. You just flew there and just started right from scratch. So you didn't have a house already scoped out nothing you just showed up with your three boxes three suitcases yeah. and the three of you and just flew by the seat of your pants just kind of okay well let's find a house and let's find a like that's yeah, it fucking white <laughs> it wasn't shit. quite that seat of the pants but because my husband had a job they had yeah. hooked us up with a temporary rental for two weeks okay so we had accommodation for two weeks but during that time we had to buy a car we had to find a place to rent, um, you know, get bank accounts open, get driver's licenses, all sorts of things. So it was just totally full on. 
two weeks is not a lot of time. That's a lot of shit to get done in two weeks. It was, it was crazy, but it was also exciting because we're in this new place and it's this new life. And yeah, I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I really would. It was quite cool. Was there ever any points where you're like, what the fuck have we just done? I think my husband had a what the fuck moment. (laughs) I'm sure that I had some, but I just have either blocked them out or don't remember them. But I remember very distinctly during that first week, we were sitting in our, in our temporary apartment rental thing. And my daughter, who was seven at the time, and I were sitting in the living room watching television. And it was some cartoon station that we had found. My husband was taking a nap because we were massively jet lagged. We'd like, you know, fall asleep over whatever the heck we were doing at four o'clock in the afternoon. So he was napping and he came out later and he said, you know, Jen, I was just laying back there thinking, what have I done? We have just left behind a home, jobs. You know, he had a very successful business at the at the time, walked away from that. And, you know, this life that looked good from the outside, you know, but he says, you know what? I just had this panic moment. And then I heard yeah. you and Aaron laughing out front. That's our daughter's name. And um, he said, I knew everything was going to be fine. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Aww. So, yeah. That is beautiful. So how have these experiences then helped shape the Jennifer you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? I think I'm calmer because you have to be calm to go through that situation. (laughs) Focused. I think I'm more focused. And I think it's really kind of made me more focused on my purpose and my my why. What would you say was the biggest or most valuable takeaway for you having gone through this experience? I think the biggest takeaway was that we work pretty darn well as a, as a team, our family does, because we'd gotten a bit disjointed before we moved. We were so busy with our own careers and what we were doing. And, you know, we kind of lost a little bit of that connection. But I think going through that experience has, you know, made our little three person pub really tight, which is cool. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I've got to say probably the biggest thing is my ability to communicate both verbally and written, because when you can communicate, you can get ideas across to people and you can influence and you can have an impact. Now, speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I think it's influence. It is the ability to influence. And that's really leadership. I've always been somebody who has willingly put my hand up and stepped into leadership roles. I cannot sit back and be a follower. It's really difficult. So for me, it's like, cool, what can I do? Give me yeah. a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's that ability to influence. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after you learned it? I think one of the most important things is that we make life too hard for ourselves. And it really doesn't need to be. And that kind of flows over to business. As I've been in this career for the last 12 years, I see it with people, with businesses as well. You know, they make owning a business too hard. And it really doesn't need to be hard. We overcomplicate things. And I think before learning that, yeah, life felt a bit more dramatic, a bit more unsettled, a bit more uncertain. And now that that's kind of sunk in, things work out the way they're meant to be. I am not religious in any way, shape or form, but I do believe that things work out how they're meant to be. And that's cool. Yeah. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self, Jen? What makes me feel inspired? Watching other people succeed. That kind of inspires me, right? Watching other people achieve because that makes me feel inspired to achieve. So I like to model 
successful people. What would you say is one of your biggest failures, or we'll use the words life lessons or teachable moments, and what did you learn from it? Life lessons and teachable moments. Probably one of the biggest ones would have to be, there's probably two. Well, no, they, they really boil down to one thing, and it's abdicating responsibility, abdicating personal responsibility for a couple of things in my life, right? One's financial and the other is communication. So maybe that's why I've shifted into, into <laughs> learning how to be a better communicator because it just there you go. I had some sucky experiences. <laughs> who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I have to say it's somebody who I met when I was six years old and we communicated until she passed away when I was 28. Her name was Kay Grower and I used to call her Aunt Kay. She wasn't really my aunt, but was just a lovely lovely person and her husband, Jim, Aunt Kay and Uncle Jim. She was almost like a second mother to me as I was growing up because my mom was busy working yeah. in my dad's business at that time. And yeah, she taught me all sorts of things, how to knit, how to swim. <laughs> we lived in North Carolina at the time and she would take me out hiking and just introduce me to nature and all kinds of cool things. I will never forget her. Love that. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? There is a laundry list. That was a very hard uh, <laughs> question for me to think about, but those would have to boil down to, <laughs> are you ready for it? Surprise, surprise, yep. communication. <laughs> communication. <laughs> no. <laughs> Persistence mm -hmm. and positive expectancy. Positive expectancy meaning, great, I'm going to have a great day. This is going to be a great week. I don't know how it's going to go but I know I'm going to learn something from it. Even if it doesn't go the way I want it to go, I'm going to learn something and take something positive away from it. That's a key life lesson, not even just entrepreneurship, but to be able yeah. to have the wherewithal, the self-awareness to say, you know, in every situation, I'm going to take something away from it and learn from it. Yeah. And nobody's perfect. And we don't do that all the time. And I don't do that all the time, right? I'm not perfect. No. But those things, I think, make a massive difference to your life and business satisfaction and success. For sure. Life is messy. It is. It's not it perfect. Isn't. No, I wish it came with an instruction manual, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like kids, right? Being a parent, there's no oh. instruction manual. You figure that shit out as you go. Absolutely. We've just gotten a fur baby this year, and that's kind of the same thing. We've never had a puppy before, and that was yeah. a curveball in itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Sometimes I think that puppies are more work than kids. Oh, my gosh. It was more than I expected. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was lovely. So I'm glad we did it. Yeah. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? That's an interesting question. I've never been asked that one before. Most entrepreneurial thing about me would have to be, and this sounds really stupid, but it's the first thing that's coming to my brain, is I hate being told what to do. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I can figure it out myself. I can get the information. I can access someone who knows more than I do. <laughs> Another reason for not, for not work, for not having a boss. Yeah. Well, exactly. although really when you think about it, as entrepreneurs, we do have bosses. Our bosses are our clients because ultimately we're doing the work for them. Absolutely. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, you know, I, had a, I, had, I did a short stint in a bank and oh my goodness, that so did not suit me. So, <laughs> mm, yes, don't tell me what to do. All right. What is the most important lesson you've learned in business or one of would, the most important? Yeah, it would have to be how to say no. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't help everyone, even though a lot of people need help. So it's just identifying, focusing my efforts on those people who can benefit most from them. 
that little two-letter word is actually a huge word. Yes, and it's so hard for some people to say. Yeah, yeah. and you know what's funny too is that when pe- when we say no, it seems that we feel this need to justify why we're saying no. It's usually not just a no and that's it. We have to justify why we're saying no when really we don't have to. No is no and that's it, but that's a hard mindset shift to get into. Especially for people who are others focused and who like to support other people yes, and see them serve achieve. others. Yeah, for sure. Yes. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Jennifer? Empowerment. That was one of those words for a while, wasn't it? That was kind of all over the place, and it was yeah. you know empower your team and you know yeah. feel empowered. And to me, it's kind of when I feel empowered. So I'm going to relate it to myself. I feel an unshakable belief in something, in myself, in something that I'm going to move forward on. And so that's what it means to me. It might mean other things to other people. Yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. I can't do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yes, you can. (laughs) You can do it. I, I have faith in you. I believe in you. What is one of your favorite quotes? Maya Angelou. People won't remember what you do. People won't remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. Love that quote. What is your favorite self-care practice? Mini breaks during the workday, music, walking, whatever. Would you rather have more time or more money? More time because I've got a lot more shit I want to do in my life. (laughs) (laughs) If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Inspiring people. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? How to think strategically. Consider the long game. Don't just focus on instant gratification. How would you describe yourself in one word? Kind. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Sanity in our world leaders. (laughs) I think we've reached a point of insanity as we speak. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) What is something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the past year? I'm actually a great collaborator. I've always been quite independent, done things on my own, but boy, working with the two other folks in 90 Day Divas has just been an awesome experience. I think that's a lesson that we all need to learn is that we're not meant to do this alone either. I mean, Mm -hmm. life, entrepreneurship, all of it, we should be surrounding ourselves with like-minded people and support systems in order to get through things and collaborate with one another. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their lives? You are more powerful than you realize. What is the one thing you couldn't live without and why? I couldn't live without my family, my husband, my daughter. I just get so much pleasure and enjoyment out of spending time with them. And we're a bit of a strange family because, you know, we have dinner together every night. She's 21, <laughs> almost 21 now. And it's just, it's lovely. Yeah. That family unit is definitely important. Because what else is there at the end of the day? It's yeah, very true. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Probably that would be Michelle Obama. I find her to be just the most graceful, calm, intelligent, powerful woman. And I would just love to pick her brain. 
If you could go back, Jen, and give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Believe in yourself. Don't be self-conscious about what other people are thinking about you. And lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? That was, oh, what a great question. I got goosebumps when I read that question. That's an awesome one. Okay, so tribe, I am speaking to you right now. So tune in and listen to me. If you are out there and you know you can accomplish more in your life, you know you can accomplish more in your business, but you're scared, you're fearful, other people are telling you that you can't do it, that you're crazy, why would you do something like that? Don't listen. Tune in to yourself, block out the world, and just focus on what you want to achieve and your purpose. Go after your purpose because it makes life so worth living when you can live your purpose. Beautifully said. Poetic. I love it, Jennifer. Thank you (laughs) so much for sharing your insights, your knowledge, your wisdom, and your journey. I appreciate you, and I am so grateful to be connected with you. And thank you for being a member of the Empowerography community and for agreeing to be a guest and share your story and your journey. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to sit down and chat with you. And you are a true inspiration. Keep shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world. I have no plans to stop. And thank you so much, Brad, for having me on. It's been lovely to get acquainted with you. And I look forward to staying in touch. So it's what a great new relationship we are building where we can support each other. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Jennifer Myers. She is the owner of Generate Leadership Solutions and a co-founder of the 90 Day Day Divas. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.